Thank you for joining us for the Cultivate OKC podcast. This podcast is a product of the Cultivate Venture Accelerator. The accelerator was created to equip entrepreneurs for profit and nonprofit to build redemptive cultures in their community, to move founders from being the owners of their ventures to the stewards, because we want to see Oklahoma City become a place where everyone is flourishing, every industry, every culture, and every neighborhood, because we are committed to the whole person, reaching their whole potential to care for the whole city. Let's jump in. In this episode, we hear from powerhouse Deshaun Jones. She is the Executive Director for Opportunities Industrialization Center of Oklahoma County, where she helps others overcome their perceived failures and fears to reach for new life goals, whether that's getting their GED, learning how to read for the first time, or learning English as a second language. She holds many degrees and accomplishments, but she loves to introduce herself as a professional encourager. We know you will love her as much as we do and walk away feeling blessed. Enjoy. Um, But good afternoon, everybody. Um, It's a privilege to be here with you because anytime somebody is trying to get to the next stage, it doesn't even really matter what it is. You know, it doesn't matter if you're starting a business, you're going back to school or, you know, or whatever, or, or sometimes it's even changing careers. All of that takes courage. And I always tell our students, if it was easy, everybody would do it. I remember when I went to, when I went back to school, when I went to grad school, when I tell you that was two years of, I couldn't tell you if you held a gun to my head, what it is I learned during that time because I changed jobs, I had a lot of changes in my personal life, and then from somewhere I decided, you know, I'm going, I'm going to grad school. Um, and I can tell you that for those two years, it was absolutely God who carried me through that. I started a new job that was really demanding. And so what we do at OIC, our mission is to inspire and motivate adult learners. People always wonder, well, what's an adult learner? Well, an adult who needs to learn some stuff. So isn't isn't that simple? I mean, it's it's nothing fancy. It's an adult that needs to learn some stuff. Um, And so we help people get from here to there. You know, I I tell people what we really do is rebuild people. We just use education and training as the vehicle to do it. So we help adults who, you know, from for whatever reason, did not graduate from high school and now, as an adult, need to come back and get their high school diploma. Sometimes there will be a person who's been out of school 40 years, and for whatever reason, now is the time to do that thing. Or maybe a person who, maybe they're a resident of this country, and English is not the primary language spoken in their home, and so they need to come and learn English. Or for their whole lives, they've done labor-intensive work, and now they're making a shift and they need to learn how to use computers, because if you don't know how to use a computer, then you're screwed, that's just it. You know, I don't care if you're driving a forklift, if your timesheet is on a computer, well, then you have to have good computer literacy skills. We teach adults how to read, 
because a lot of people don't realize that one in five Oklahomans reads below a sixth grade level. We always think that those people are those people, that it's somebody that I don't know because I know how to read, so that means everybody around me knows how to read, right, Tony? Sure. But the truth of the matter is 20% of the population in our great state does not read, can't read the newspaper. And so we help those people learn how to read. And I'll tell you when children learn, if society gets excited and stuff like that, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you this, that when adults learn how to read for the first time, you have not experienced a joy like that to see those lights come on, because that light had to fight through the muckety-muck in order to get here and to admit that I need help. So you, and we also, we have the OIC Business Academy, so we take people who just have an idea sitting on the couch thinking, there's no way I can do this, I don't know what I'm doing, I don't know how to do it, and we help them get that business started so that they can get it sustained and so that later in their journey, they can come to cultivate and increase capacity. So why am I telling you all of that stuff when clearly, you know, you fellows are here, so that makes you automatic ballers, right? Say, say that with me, I'm a baller. I'm a baller. Say it like you mean it, like this man right here, I'm a baller. You, know, you, hear, you need to put some stank on it, I'm a baller. That's what I'm saying. So that means that you wanted to see something different and spectacular happen in your journey. If it was easy, everybody would do it. As an entrepreneur, it's the same skill set overall. You know, people who want to move something. You know, with OIC, it's my business because people are my business. I'm a professional encourager. Can you believe somebody gets paid to do that? I get paid to professional, to encourage people for a living. For my journey, you know, you, you can never expect how good God is going to be. I have an opportunity to merge my spiritual gifts, my vocation, and my professional philosophy all in one thing. And, and people hear me say this publicly. Fortunately, none of my board members have ever been in the audience when I said that, that as soon as I find a sugar daddy to keep me in shoes, I will not take another dime for this work. I will do it for free. The beautiful thing about the skill sets that are needed to be an entrepreneur is that it's the same skill set that is needed to run a nonprofit or anything because you're trying to move something that needs moving. All of your businesses, regardless of what they are, you know, you're going to be the everything. The business is shaped by not just your personal philosophy, but at its core, it's who you are. The culture at OIC is one of high inspiration. Aaron, Sienna, Josh, I can't see that. I can't see the thing. Okay, great. Thank you. <clears throat> it's it's shaped by high inspiration. That comes from the leadership. As you embark on this process, it's gonna feel like like where's all the promised help that was supposed to be there for me. You know, with OIC, there are times when I have felt like, like you said, jack of all trades, master of none. It's my responsibility to know how the organism works. I have to know all of it so that if any of it falls at any point,
that I know exactly what to do to fill that space. In this journey, as you, as you get your businesses, you know, going and get them leveled up, the capacity for vision, you know, I want to say, like, don't lose that part. Don't let the day-to-day grind of it get you to a point where you forget about the, it's, this is the long game, right? Mm-hmm. You know, and that always there are people at stake. It's about the dream, and you can get there. Now, there are some other parts to the question. Well, so you're making me think of something else. That I think it's related, but sure. we're, now we're just jamming. <laughs> Let's do it. Bye. <laughs> but Deshaun, so what's it, as you build this, I mean, we spent the morning talking about oh, yeah. why we're building and how we're building. I mean, you embody oh, and, yeah, and yeah. You're, you're building this culture of inspiration right. at OIC. It's what you've done everywhere you've ever been. Mm-hmm. What's mm-hmm. in your toolkit for creating that kind of a culture? Oh, that is such a great question. And I will tell you, it's because I failed. Mm. It's because somewhere in my own journey, I experienced failure. And, and I will tell you, as a child growing up, uh, Dale City High School, class of 84, go Eagles! Woo! If there's any bombers in the room, sucks to be you. Just want to say that. <laughs> you know? um, and I was a kid that was really good. I'd, I loved the pursuit of knowledge, and you know, and I was a great student. I, I went to school uh, at Oklahoma State University, go Pokes. So same thing to you Sooners, not mad at you. Um, you know, I went to school, I decided I wanted to be an engineer. And so that was my major. Four years into it, I realized I hated it. I'm like, I'm not gonna like this, this is, this is terrible. The only thing I could change my major to was computer science, so that's what I changed my major to. Um, and at some point in that space, I felt really burnt out and I needed to take some time because sometimes you need to take some time. I didn't, I let my friends convince me to stay. And when I did, I was like, I just, I got to get out of here. I'm going to take off a semester and come back. And that turned into 15 years. And so a marriage, a mortgage and a kid later, I'm still not finished with my, my bachelor's degree. And I thought, well, I, I want to go back to school. The feelings that I felt over that 15 years, you know, every time I, you know, I thought I wanted to, you know, get into a certain career or something like that, I thought to myself, they're going to ask me, well, do you have your bachelor's degree? And I'm going to have to say no. And I'm not ready to say no because I'm ashamed at what I haven't finished. And that's what we miss. It's those tiny little things that we don't finish. Those are the things that represent the paper cuts of life. Mm. It's not the losses and all of that. It's the stuff we said we were going to do or we were going to stop doing or we were going to start doing and we didn't do it. And I know most of you have probably heard uh, uh, Brene Brown has a great TED talk on shame. And we don't realize that it's just like a pinball in there, just tearing you up like a bullet. And so when I made the decision, I, I, I changed careers. I left the nonprofit sector, got into the profit sector, uh, worked in advertising, marketing, and communications for Jordan Advertising. What an amazing place to be. 
And it was then I decided, like, I've got to go back to school. Went back to school, went to Langston, finished my bachelor's degree. Um, and, and the pull of getting back into a helping and purpose-filled industry was just on me. And so I had an opportunity to go to OIC as the deputy director and then became executive director. And at some point, some point in, in all of that, and then I went to graduate school, which I did just for me. I remember being offered a job um, before I'd finished my bachelor's degree with Integrity. Their inroads program. They asked me, "Would you? The work that you're doing is phenomenal. We want you to come and be the director of the inroads program, which is their um, internship uh, placement thing." I didn't take the interview. Why didn't I take the interview? Will. Because I was ashamed. Because I thought they're going to ask me. Well, we need. Oh, we just need. Everything is great. We love you, Dijon. We just need to see that bachelor's degree. And I wasn't ready to face it. So see, when I righted all of those wrongs, and then, so now, transplanting to the future, I find myself the executive director of this great organization where I get to lead and champion adults, and I encourage people for a living. So when someone comes in and they say to me, I've been out of high school. I dropped out when I was 16. And that was 30 years ago. I've lost my job. And there's a new job waiting for me. So I got to get my GED today. OK, well, we probably can't do today, but let me explain. <laughs> let me explain something. And when he says to me, I say, you know, what happened? He says, you know, I had a great job at Dayton Tire. And, you know, and, and I was going to school and then my dad got sick and I was the oldest and the only way I could help my family, I dropped out of school and I worked at Dayton Tire full time. I had to help my family. I said, I understand. But now Dayton Tire is gone. Somebody else has a job for me, but they <laughs> said, we need to see proof of your high school diploma. I said, okay, we can help. Um, he says, my wife, of 27 years doesn't even know that I'm a high school dropout. I told him, you got to tell her. He said, I can't. You know, I don't, want, I don't want her to look at me like a man who can't finish things. I said, let me tell you something. You don't want to rob her of the opportunity to support you in this hour. You got to tell her. He told her when he, when he came back, he came back a couple of days later. It's like, are we ready to get started? He's like, yes. I said, did you tell your wife? You know, he sat down. He said, lady, I was ready to walk out of here. I said, I'm not listening to that lady. I'm not telling my wife nothing. <laughs> you know, I said, did you tell her? He said, I did. I said, what happened? He said, we cried together. We cried together. She's so proud of me. And so now I got to get this thing. <laughs> I said, yeah, it's all out there now. And so it, it was about, it, it took him about 30 days. He's be super sharp. 30 days later, he's got his diploma. We're heading into graduation. And when I tell you his wife, his kids, 
they were there and they celebrated like, wow, we didn't even know, but we're here for it and we're celebrating anyway. In that moment, here's what I learned, that God has a sense of humor. All of those years that I felt that shame, and I'll tell you, ironically enough, I remember the day I graduated with my bachelor's degree. My son and I graduated on the same day. He graduated from high school, I graduated from college on the same day. The next day, guess what I realized, Logan? I'm the same incredible, baller, beautiful, black woman just doing the thing. I realized I was completely full of smoke and awesome the day after graduation as I was in all the years before. So the feeling of shame was a lie, a trick of the enemy. And so then God, in all of his sense of humor, I end up being in a place where adults will come to me ashamed to say, this is where my failing was. And, and, and I don't know what to do. And I get to say, oh, I know that trick. Let me tell you how, you gonna, how we're going to get through this trick together. You see? And if I hadn't experienced failure, then I would never know how to help them. We hope you were encouraged to hear about how OKC founders are creating a redemptive culture in their community. If you would like to learn more about the accelerator, go to www.cultivate.city. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button. We will catch you next time and thank you for listening.